Hello and welcome to Silux, the podcast where we talk about scientific developments and technological changes in Luxembourg. And in today's episode, quiescent stem cell states, mitochondria interaction networks in neurodegenerative diseases and patient-derived orthotopic xenografts. Wait a second. Isn't this podcast supposed to popularize science? Did you understand what we are going to talk about? Let me reformulate. We are going to talk about stem cells and aging, latest Parkinson's disease research in Luxembourg, and the new set of brain tumor models that is openly available. But first, as usual, it's time for the pub quiz. So this is the part of the podcast where I ask you a pub quiz style question and the solution to the questions at the end of the podcast. Today's question is, what is the name of a Luxembourgish chemist whom a school and a stadium were named after? Remember to listen until the end of the podcast where I will give you the solution. And now on today's topics. First of all, a short disclaimer, this is a scientific podcast. We are not going to focus on ethical issues of using mice or stem cells in research. The scientist at LCB, Luxembourg Centre for Systems Biology at the University of Luxembourg, led by Professor Antonio del Sol, have had a look at adult stem cells in muscle tissue. Of course, they were aided by other international researchers. Stem cells are the body's raw materials. We could call them building blocks. They have an amazing ability to self-renew and they help regenerate damaged tissues. The problem is aging, so stem cell aging, because then, unfortunately, they lose the ability to regenerate. And that's why the scientists had a look at different uh, stages and different states of these stem cells. What did they discover? First of all, this, these stem cells are dormant most of the times, but they happen to have two different special states, which are distinguished by their expression of a special gene called CD34. If the level of this gene is high, then the stem cells are able to self-renew. If it's low, they differentiate uh, into muscle cells. What they found out, which is actually good news, is that uh, not necessarily old age leads to problems with uh, stem cell aging. We are rather talking about extreme old age. And then there is a steep decline in the condition of these stem cells. Also, another thing they discovered is that there is a special transcription factor called FOXO. And if it works well, it means that the stem cells are able to regenerate. All these discoveries were possible thanks to a computational method. So once again, this is science, but also some IT involved in the research. Talking of IT, the next research I want to tell you a little bit about was done using machine learning. So this idea of feeding the machine or rather system with the data and then uh, letting it learn from that data, learn from experience. If you want to know a little bit more about machine learning, I'm going to leave some link to an interesting video about the way it works. We are talking about the scientists at the Luxembourg Institute of Health, of course, in cooperation with other institutes, uh, hospitals and other research organizations. 
This time, this is the Immune Systems Biology Research Group at the Department of Infection and Immunity, and they were led by Dr. Feng He. What we are talking about in this case is uh, research related to Parkinson's disease. And just like space, this is going to be one of the common subjects in our podcast. I'm pretty sure about it because there is quite a lot going on in Luxembourg in this field. First of all, PD is one of the most common neurodegenerative diseases together with Alzheimer's, obviously. And the problem is that we are not necessarily sure yet, hopefully soon that will not be true, uh, how this disease develops. It's still unclear. We still don't know the exact uh, details of its uh, pathogenesis. What we know is that there is most probably something at the level of the interaction between mitochondria. Mitochondria, these are those small cellular subunits involved in cell metabolism and energy generation. So what has been studied were individual mitochondria, but in this case, thanks to, as I mentioned, uh, machine learning, the scientists could take a larger data set. This data set contained 3D mitochondrial images and they could analyze the so-called MINS, so mitochondria interaction networks. What they found out is that there definitely is something at this level of the interaction. In the PD patients, there were some subnetworks that would not exist in case of the control patients. What is also worth noting is that the different MIN patterns were highly correlated with uh, commonly used PD clinical scores of patients. So there is definitely something that we can work on and um, this research could also help us study other neuro degenerative diseases such as Alzheimer's or Huntington disease. Imagine a world where scientists are growing your organs and you have your own avatar. Does that sound futuristic? Well, actually, it shouldn't, because this is already happening. And in this case, we're talking about research in Luxembourg. Uh, to be precise, this is the Norlux group, so the Neuro-Oncology Laboratory at the Department of Oncology at Luxembourg Institute of Health. And its group leader was Dr. Anna Goembiewska. What the scientists did is they collected 1,000 brain tumor patient samples. The tumor was at different stages of development and on the basis of that they produced the organoids, so the miniaturized and simplified versions of a normal organ in 3D. And then they transplanted these to mice. We're talking in this case about the so-called xenografts that I mentioned in the beginning of the podcast. Xenograft is exactly this idea of transplanting an organ from one species to another, they managed to create 40 of those, of those pedoxes, of these uh, xenografts. And then and all this data is available online openly for other research groups, and we can build upon this study. And now let's have a look at the solution of the pop quiz. So, once again, the question, what is the name of a Luxembourgish chemist whom a school and a stadium were named after? This was Josie or Joseph 
Bartel, the men's 1,500 meters Olympic gold medalist at the 1952 Summer Olympics in Helsinki, was actually also a chemist. He first studied in Strasbourg, and once he received the gold medal, he actually managed to get a scholarship at Harvard, where he went on to study something that right now could be called uh, environmental protection. What is also very interesting about Josi Bartel is not only that he was surprisingly the winner of the race, but also he later on worked in the government and was a minister for many things. And among others, at certain moment, he was the minister for energy and the environment. And this is the end of the show. As usual, at the very end, I have a few announcements to make. First of all, if you haven't seen the FNR Awards, please go check them. They were very interesting and congratulations to all the winners. Secondly, you might have heard uh, Luxembourg Institute of Health has just published information about a new study about uh, pollution in Luxembourg. And they want to look at children's hair. So in case you want to participate, in case you are willing to give your children's hair for the greater good to see how we are dealing with pollution in Luxembourg, I will share with you the link to their Facebook site because uh, all the details are on their Facebook page as well as on Instagram. And the second thing, in case you are considering buying a drone for your children for Christmas, don't forget to check what are the rules for flying drones in Luxembourg. I will share a link to the latest video giving you an idea of what to do in case you have a drone in Luxembourg. And this is the end of the show. Thank you for listening. This was Silux and my name is Hanna Siemaszko. <laughs>